being around for a long time talking. So guess what? We're back and we're here to ruin your evening. Tonight, we're going to talk about some of the latest releases from Warlord. But first, let me introduce who's here and who's not. Casey is crashed out, so he's not joining us. But we've got Steve. Steve, how's everything going in your neck of the woods? Is it a little warmer and summery where you are? Warmer, man. Canada is blowing smoke on us. <laughs> Air quality warning. Stop huffing Watch Canadian out. smoke. Brett, how are things down there in Florida? You're not getting Canadian smoke. You're just smoking a. Well, this is the time of year when <laughs> Florida moves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is the time of year that Florida moves half the distance to the sun. So we're enjoying that yeah, right now. Good luck with that. I was in Fort Worth this week, and uh, that felt hotter than yeah the sun. That was not much fun. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about the schedule first before we jump into tonight's topic, uh, which is going to be the Italian releases. So um, coming up July 14th, 16th, uh, Twisted Lords convention out in Oklahoma City. Steve, you and I are both planning to be there and uh, do whatever it is we do. Still uh, looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, I'm pumped, man. It's going to be a great time. I think we're going to have a decent tournament. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of bolt action going on, right? Yeah, so maybe, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good time. I would, if you could show up, I would, uh, I would recommend yeah, it. It's, it's going to be good for blood reds guys and a lot of other stuff, other things people play. Uh, Nashcon is still on for August 18th to the 20th. I don't think I'm going to be there. I think I've got a work trip now that's uh, crushing my plans to be there, but absolutely, absolutely plan to go to Nashcon. It's always a good time. Lots of games going on. Uh, and maybe we'll sucker someone else into running the Blood Red Skies tournament. And, of course, Siege of Vicksburg, uh, the 20th and 21st of October. Uh, we'll be down there for that, and that should be another chance to play some Blood Red Skies uh, and see what all is going down down there. In the Siege of Vicksburg, that's not going to be in Vicksburg, but it's going to be really close nearby. Hey, whatever. What's in the name, anyway? What's up? No crucible this year. Did we learn our lesson? I'm not tempting the fates anymore. I'm, you know, it, that, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you guys could do that one. Uh, and I don't have anything else on the schedule. I know Millennium Con is going to be some small uh, event this year just because they changed venues. So they're going to do, um, do like a one day thing. So Casey's probably going to be at that. Uh, but uh, I don't have a whole lot on the schedule uh, until next year. And going back to those things, uh-oh, but Steve does. Hey, I will be at Historicon the weekend after Twisted Lords. Mm. So I guess, what is that, the 21st? Yes, something like that. Something like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'll be at Historicon and uh, not sure if there'll be any blood red skies, but there's definitely going to be some open play missile threats. Nice, so if you've ever nice. been interested in some of those rules, some of the guys from uh, Casey's buddies from down in the DC 
metro area are going to be coming up to Astoricon. So, uh, yeah, there'll be some aerial wargaming going on if you're going to Astoricon. Look us up. Good, good. Go to Astoricon. Punch the clown. I mean, Steve. Uh, <laughs> and hang out with the dusty old men that do whatever they do at Historicon, which we'll see if this year gets uh, as many nasty things said about it uh, as has been said earlier. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Venues are venues. People, I guess, uh, bitching about the hotel and the setup and everything else and the lack of a food truck, whatever. Uh, go play some games. Have fun. Uh, and then uh, we'll all get back together after the first of the year. Definitely in March again for AdeptCon. All right. Let's talk about a few things we've seen out there. A uh, little bit of churn in the interwebs about some of the latest bomber releases. So like the B-26B and the HE-111. Did you guys see the photos of the HE-111 wings that, that weren't matching up? Yeah, I saw one report of that. Has that been something that's been reported more than once? Yeah, so a couple people have talked about it, uh, how they haven't quite matched up. Uh, I was actually pretty impressed. I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, I poke at him enough in other venues Paul Sawyer jumping right in and talking about the, the problems there in the ready room that they've been having uh, with casting those wings. So there was a little bit of a problem with the, the, the first set of HE-111 wings. They weren't quite matching up. Uh, I guess they had used two different casting machines, even though they had kind of thought they, they had everything dimensioned correctly. Um, it reacted differently uh, between two different sets of castings. So the long story short is they've got it fixed. They went back, they recasted them properly. They now work right. Uh, as usual, if you've got something from Warlord that doesn't match up, uh, please send them a customer service uh, email at infowarlordgames.com and they'll make it right. They'll fix uh, whatever you need with wings, fuselages, uh, or whatever for the HE-111. But I think some of that same casting problem has affected the B-26. Because what I haven't seen is anybody show a photo of a B-26. And it's supposed to have been on pre-order at the same time. Uh, I know lead pursuit shipment has been delayed uh, specifically for B-26 casting. So whether it's experienced the same problems as the HE-111 or the HE-111 problems with their castings have, have slowed down the B-26 because they're trying to get the wings right on, on at least one set of bombers. Um, there's there's just a couple things going on there. So everybody be patient. Warlord knows the problems there. They're going to try to fix it, uh, and they're going to, as always, do right by their customers. Um, so who knows when we'll see those things. I think maybe ours are shipping, uh, our B-26s and our HE-111s, but uh, we'll see. The there's I guess aces with that as well, or there's an ace. There's a B-26 ace, so we'll see Flakbait and its crew uh, as a U.S. playable ace. Uh, the other big fish is the Wing Commander Compendium. Now we're going to talk about that a lot next episode. We're not going to talk this episode about it, but that's out there. It's shipping. Uh, we supposedly have ours in route uh, for lead pursuit. So hopefully we'll have <laughs> we'll have those to sell and to ship to people who pre-ordered them. I know I received my copy. Brett, you got your copy. Steve, did you get your personal autographed copy? <laughs> That's the wrong one. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think we're all good on that. So I think if you pre-ordered the Wing Commander Compendium, you should see that hopefully in about a week, week and a half. 
uh, from us. Sorry, there's a delay. There's always a delay. You know how it is. Uh, dog ate my homework. Some excuse like that that I've got. Um, and the other big release that has been shown out there that's up for pre-order right now uh, are the Italians. Now, we're going to talk about the Italians tonight. Don't forget there's still more pre-orders that are supposed to come out at the end of this month, beginning of next, or I should say end of July, beginning of August, uh, all the Jet stuff. So the recast Megali, uh, the aces for the North Koreans, for the Chinese, uh, and then two U.S. F-86 aces. Is there anything else I'm forgetting in what's coming up next or pre-orders? Yes, Brett. I saw something. Is it a typhoon? Yes, on I the, just saw uh, that Ford hit, Observer. I think today hit Ford Observer it was the typhoon. So that's that's good. So what this tells me is all that backlog, all the stuff that we saw a couple of years ago, is getting pushed through Warlord. So um, I don't really care what the politics behind it are. We can talk about that uh, till the cows come home. But the fact is, at least these these releases are getting pushed out and they're not just sitting there in the Warlord display case uh, looking pretty but not existing in boxed form. So I think it's going to be good. I want Typhoons. Uh, not that you couldn't buy Typhoons from Lead Pursuit Podcast 3D Printing Agency. But hey, I want Warlord Typhoons to be out there. <laughs> what else have you guys seen? Anything else? Cool. Okay. Well, let's just jump into the topic for tonight. Let's talk about the Blood Red Skies Italians. Now, I saw these back in 2020. So um, I, I saw the, the stats and the, the paperwork and the, the card samples and stuff uh, from Andy. But they've been in this nebulous, you know, post-COVID and a lot of other things being pushed out by Warlord have kind of kind of snowballed all these things for a couple of years. So um, I'll, I'll give Warlord the benefit of the doubt, or I did for about a year when they said, hey, it's a, it's a COVID release. Things aren't going to happen. Uh, yeah, now it's three years later uh, from when I saw these things. So uh, it's, it's at the point where it needs to get pushed out, and it is. Um, so they've been in work for years. Thankfully, that means that it's able to be a consistent release. It isn't something that they're still trying to work through. Um, but unfortunately for us, we've we've seen the uh, the models. I think it was uh, twenty, probably late twenty one. Uh, we saw the models uh, online from uh, the first post COVID uh, open day that they had. So I know we got to see a lot of them. Then same time we saw the HE one eleven and some other stuff. So um, it's been in work for years. Uh, Brett, I know uh, I faced you guys uh, playing Italians uh, years ago. We we used the the stats and the rules, and uh, we played that. I think it was uh, you, me, uh, Chris, and I can't remember who else was down there at uh, the old Casa de uh, de Brett playing upstairs. Remember that game, the Malta game? Yeah, I, th <laughs> I think uh, what we have. Uh I think we had 205s. I think we had C205s. 205s. I feel like we had some uh, tri-motors with we did, um, we had the SM79s because because yeah, uh, uh, that was the the genesis of the can I stay in high cover and high cover my way around the board question. Yeah, they did a lot of work, if I recall, with the torpedoes. Yes. Yeah. So we'll talk about that variant because that's the 793 uh, variant, SM79-3. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a cool one because it's a torpedo bomber as well as a level bomber. Well, let's talk about what we 
what we've seen this first release. Now, I'll I'll back up and say when I saw these in late 2020, there were five aircraft that were promoted. Uh, right now, we've seen three aircraft. So let's talk about the three that are up for pre-order. The first one is the Mach-E C200. So that's going to be a you know radial engine fighter type for the Italians. Uh, stat line is firepower one, agility three, speed six, 313 miles an hour. Traits of tight turn and poor quality, uh, clocking in at about 24 points. Um, the model looks nice. What do you guys think of the the Warlord model, at least from the photos, the, the painted squadron? All the Italian stuff looks super cool. So many opportunities for interesting uh, paint schemes. and He says and, uh, interesting. Like- I'm not sure interesting is the, the word I was going to use. Garish? Uh, gaudy? Oh, yeah. All <laughs> yeah. right. But they're not like anything else, right? They're yeah. so different. And yeah, then exactly. On top of that, like the, the decal opportunities i mean there's a lot of different things going on there yeah yeah I, there's the opportunity to play them as co-belligerents so you can play them uh, on both sides if you want um yeah i th- i think it's going to be good to get them uh, specifically with the the maki c200 that's a that's a great one for malta uh and for a lot of the malta scenarios so what do we think about the aircraft what do we think about the stat line there i know we've played it once or uh, twice before but man i'm thinking this could be uh replacement for the yak swarm maybe okay i don't think it's cheap enough i don't know i I mean it's close it's it's i mean that agility three right can sort of uh help you fight off some boom shits yep Yep. right uh man and i I feel like we've said this numerous times on other podcasts the poor quality is really like it's just gives you a bargain it doesn't really hurt you it just really helps you get that bargain price right so i feel like the poor quality is really negligible. I, I don't know. I think some of these Italians overall, when you look at the stats of the Italians, uh, now that Warlord has models for them, are going to be popping up more in, in some games. Yeah, yeah. I think poor quality uh, is, you know, it's that interesting trait we've talked about that it feels like in scenario one, a throwaway. And I think if played right in scenario two is still kind of a throwaway quality. Yeah, whatever. I'll just occupy the clouds. Um so it's it does give you some some free points in that sense for tournament play narrative play maybe it would have um have more uh of an effect but it's a tight turn airplane so you know uh, all it has to do is not move a whole lot and uh you know use its cheater ability of tight turn and you know this one gets fielded with aggressive tactics shocking didn't see that one coming um but I, you know, I think that's going to be a good box for people to pick up to start off with. You know, once again, a, a good, different airplane, but that kind of fits into the same basic game, you know, mechanics that we're used to from Spitfire and uh, and you know, 109E. So it's not too yeah. Not the too one crazy. noticeable difference between that Spitfire is when you have that speed six instead of the speed seven, that gets your minimal move down to, down to a three. three. Yeah. So you can fit into some tighter spots too, right? So that's kind of that's kind of cool, also. Yeah, especially your, with that tight turn. What are your thoughts about leaning into that agility three and going defensive instead of uh, aggressive tactics, like defensive tactics and all the things that maybe let you shed boom shits, just like really capitalizing on agility well, three? Yeah. What do you think? So, but we we have to think about that for a second because this is, you know, this is the the tough part of how the rules work out. 
if you're not disadvantaged. <laughs> so let's let's think about if you're not already about to get shot down. Because like Steve says, if you're if you're about to get shot down, the agility three helps you not die and not eat those extra boom chits. Uh, the problem is when you're up at high altitude, you're still going to eat the boom chits, and you don't have deep pockets like like the zero does to to get rid of things. Um, but agility three at least it allows you to have some worse pilots who still have a chance of not being outmaneuvered. So so I don't think of it in the in the boom chit math. I think of it in okay, I can I can actually take worse pilots or I can take even average pilots and not be afraid of someone using um using the the kind of uh tactic against me where they're swarming me with pilot skill twos. You know, yeah, they can still do an ace forward tactic or do something where they have a higher pilot skill and auto outmaneuver me. Um, but I, I don't have to worry about somebody swarming and outmaneuvering me. Um, is that is that a niche tactic? Yeah, you're right. I, I haven't seen a ton of swarm lists recently, um, but it's a threat. So I think that's a nice thing about the agility three is it kind of kind of gives you an extra, you know, uh, an extra die in there to be a little bit more of a buffer against a lower skill pilot uh, forcing you to outmaneuver. What are y'all's thoughts? There's a lot of head nodding going on. Mm, mm, profound. Yeah, I don't profound. know. The defensive, <laughs> the defensive tactics are always tough, right? Because, like you said, it, there's no way you have no control over the initial boom chip. Right. So, right. so it's cool because so yeah, you'll turn it into a deflection, but then I got speed, you know, or or does this give you the chance with agility three to turn it into a head-on if if you want to? So you still have a good chance to dodge, not lose the advantage level, yeah. but take a head-on. I don't know. Um, I, you know, I. I, That's an interesting thought, Doug. Like if you play that defensive tactics card, you turn some of those deflection shots yeah, into head ons. Into head ons and you have and that you're agility not probably lose the, the advantage level. Yeah, it's it's an interesting calculus I haven't played because I I have all, almost always played defensive tactics as a way to to turn a tailing kind of shot into a deflection. So while you may have tailed me, you may have knocked me down to disadvantaged, at least my chance to not die is based on my speed. So my agility doesn't help there. But if, you, if we take that to the next level further, you know, hey, most of your shots early on in the game aren't tailing shots. They're deflection shots. And now I'm going to turn those into head-ons. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe that's – I mean, even though, even though it's Firepower 1, it, it's still dice going back at you, dice plus pilot skill. Yeah, and yeah, I was you know that's the thing too. Twenty four points, you're gonna have some higher skilled pilots, yeah, yeah, right? Probably. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it might not be might not be a bad move. No, there. it might not. And we've we've talked a lot about taking those low percentage of kill shots, the the deflection shots, just because you're gonna rack up boom chits. So it's kind of a good way this aircraft with defensive tactics to equalize that a little bit because at least you're throwing dice back at the guy so you may be taking a boom chit on a on a pretty straightforward shot he's taking some and even if you lose an advantage level um hopefully you're you're keeping both squadrons racking up an even amount of boom chits all right well let's move to the next aircraft uh the re 2002 so it also is firepower one seeing a trend here uh agility two speed seven uh, 329. It is robust and rapid roll for a whopping drum roll, please. 28 points. As I break out the glasses, I can't even read my screen. Um, so what do you guys think about that airplane? 
It feels like a bargain to me. Uh, 28 points seems kind of a, I think you're getting maybe some value at that point break with rapid roll and robust. I like robust. Yeah, I, I, I like robust. And I don't mind splitting it half and half with another uh, skill. Rapid roll is good, obviously, because it's the, the lighter version of tight turn. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I've played this airplane as something else, and I haven't looked at the master list, but I feel like this is is pretty close to either another Spitfire variant. Yeah, it's the or, Hurricane. It's, a, it's very close to the Hurricane one. It's yeah, two Hurricane more would be expensive, tight turn, but but it would be tight yeah. turn and robust. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's I guess why it feels so familiar. Um, and there's and the Hurricane one's slower. It's a speed six, right? Speed six, yeah. Right. yeah. You get a little faster, which could be good on your dive tactics, maybe, and then. What uh, isn't there a doctrine that lets you trade off rapid roll or robust for something else like great climb or something like that? I could be completely missing this, but you know, you got to ask me a tough question like that. Um, there, obviously, most of the ones that play off of rapid roll are the same as tight turn. I'm trying to remember what the there is a doctrine that allows you to flip those though, um, and I cannot remember what it is. You know, I thought that was trade deep pockets for great climb. Oh yeah, you're like right. Sorry. It is. It, it is. It's, it's deep pockets for great climb. I think that's a thing. A lot it's of guys equipment. do with it's, the P51. Yeah, it's, it's an I equipment. Think. It should be light loaded. I believe it's one of those moments where I should know my cards better, but I don't have uh, my master card list open here. Um, yeah, that's right. Light load. Yeah. Light it's load a, should be uh, uh, trading deep, deep pockets. pockets gives you great climb. great climb. Yep. So no, yeah, I don't know. I think, man, you know, again, that that speed seven and speed six, man, maybe the speed six is actually a little better bet, right? Maybe you could get, now that I'm like thinking this over, kind of haven't dived into, dove into this for a while, uh, being able to fit into a tighter space with that smaller minimal move might be more advantageous than that extra speed to move closer. I, I don't know. That's going to gonna have to play around with that a little bit I, i've been super successful with the speed six hurricane now arguably there's there's things that you don't that you can't do with a slower airplane and, you, and it's only a point of speed difference but um that threshold from having a min move of four versus three is, is a pretty significant uh early game uh kind of difference uh in there especially when it also means if you're doing half moves and so you think about it on a small board and the enemy's diving for you and you're doing a half move and you're trying to get back up to advantage but stay out of their uh, their shooting range, that one inch sometimes can can make the make or break the difference just based on the math. So um, it, it is nice to have a, a three min move for your for your uh, min speed. And this is is an Italian that doesn't have poor quality. Yeah, I know too, it's scary. Right? So <laughs> no throwaway trait there. Uh, so so I think it's a good airplane. I'm I'm not. Um, I uh, wasn't super wild about the paint jobs uh, on the on the website. You know, it's I think everyone I've seen for the uh, for the 2002 has been a pretty bland paint job, uh, whether it be a, a model kit or whatever. It's been that generic green. Um, and, you know, looking at it again, it's uh, I think it's going to be a nice model. It's got it looks like it has plenty of detail in it. Uh, and it's obviously in the new new warlord resin, not the new old warlord resin or the old new warlord resin. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a, a good airplane to have out there. 
All right, let's talk about the attack aircraft. So we've got the SM-79. Now, we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the show, two versions out there, the regular one and the SM-79-3, uh, which is the torpedo bombing version. But uh, the big overview, obviously firepower zero, not firepower dash, but firepower zero. Uh, agility one, uh, speed five for a whopping 270. Yes, that should scare you. Um, 270 miles an hour. And then the uh, the traits bomber multi-engine of three, uh, and then a turret that's left and right for firepower one and rear firepower one. Uh, and it is a level bomber. So thoughts on that airplane? It's a super cool looking model. For <laughs> it is. Sure. It is. They're, they're cool. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I've played against them. So I shot down a bunch of them in that Malta game. Uh, one did release its torpedo at least. Uh, I, I think it's a cool model. I'm not sure the regular one, uh, how useful of a bomber it's going to be. Speed five is just so damn slow. Um, and, you know, Ken and I were talking about this the other day as we were talking about other scenarios to play. And if if you're playing the standard got to get across the board scenarios, I mean, to, to get across a three by three board, I mean, you know, that in and of itself is is going to be seven turns, you know, and and, you know, maybe you can do some diving in there at the end to dive off the edge of the board. But. That's that's seven turns your bombers have to stay alive. Um, obviously, less if you play escort uh, duty. I believe that one is capped at six turns now is what it is. But um, most Blood Red Skies games don't go seven turns. <laughs> yeah, and it's honestly, it's going to be more turns than that, right? Because if you're flying a bomber, yeah, you're going to lose gonna one laden, for a laden. So exactly. you're going to lose one. So you're going to be at four. Right? So, so let's think about yeah. that. You're going to be you're going to be doing four across the board. Uh, then you get shot by something and you lose an engine. Yeah, that, that's eight in before the face. you get shot. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. My BF1. My BF110s want to shoot these right in the face. <laughs> You're on the same side. You can't do that. Yeah. No. Um, I do laugh at it as firepower zero. So it's going to shoot back at you. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'll be curious to play them more than the one time that, that we've played them. Uh, the cool thing is like the three variant, uh, does have torpedoes. So it can be a level bomber or a torpedo bomber. And I think, I think that's where these guys kind of, uh, come into their own is starting advantaged diving for two turns, uh, to, to get across the board, uh, and launch their torpedoes. So all of a sudden they're now able to get out there, um, with 10, you know, two 10 inch moves, uh, basically to, to get 20 inches out into that attack. Um, but uh, but even then, if you look at it, and depending on how the scenario lays out with where the target is, if you know if your target is even nine inches in from that border, so it's at twenty five, um, you still have two turns of diving to get exactly to to inside that six inch uh, torpedo range. And God forbid you have to turn or whatever, or flak flak bumps you on the way down, um, and you make three turns to get to the dive. But yeah, I think it'll be a fun airplane to fly. Um, I think it'll give some good narrative stuff because because let me be honest, uh, there aren't many survivable torpedo bombers in the game right now, at least that have miniatures. Uh, so I think that will be uh, a good a good thing for people playing some scenarios and hopefully it'll allow 
you know, more pickup scenarios with uh, with torpedo bombers and things like that that aren't single engine torpedo bombers. Okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Just the base aircraft before we talk about uh, some of the other things. All right. Three aces coming out, and I'm going to mangle these names. I apologize to all my Italian friends. So the C200 has Leonardo Ferrulli. Uh, you've got the SM79 with Carlo Emanuele Busaglia. Yes, Busaglia. Who knows? I can't pronounce it. I'm not Italian. Uh, and uh, Giuseppe Seni uh, for the RE2002. Um, so those are going to be good. I looked at some of the traits. There's a mother hen in there. There's a new torpedo bombing trait question mark uh i gotta go dig up what that was supposed to be because i don't remember um but uh you know looking at the at the pilots at least the data that i had um you've got uh, like giuseppe's got uh slippery and mother hen so that's going to be an interesting combo uh on him so that uh that we'll see how that plays with the re 2002 uh let's see here Ferruli's got killer instinct and tough i believe i'll have to check and see if that matches up with what they show in the picture uh yes killer instinct and tough and then the sm79 has cool under fire and let's see here torpedo something or other well, like torpedo expert expert so um that's supposed to uh, allow you once again to re-roll one of those dice that failed to score a success for your torpedo attack so that's a good one um, it's, uh, it's definitely just a single aircraft buff, not necessarily an A skill that buffs the rest of the, of the formation. Uh, but I think those, those will be fun. Those, those will be good aces to play. It's good to see more bomber aces. Sorry. I'm a little, I know, I know people tell me the game is only about fighters and we should stop wanting there to be aces for targets, but I think it adds to the narrative flair. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's good. And Partly because stuff is really hard to hit in this game, right? So, like, if you throw an ace in there on a torpedo bomber and you can re-roll one of those dice, hopefully get a little more success, especially for something like torpedo runs, where I feel like that, where a better pilot would certainly, like, Survive. have some skill there, right? No, and it's not like, you know, it's not like level bombing, where if you're in the back of the formation, you're just dropping when everybody else bombs, right? I think for torpedo bombing, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it gives a little flair because at least you've got a, a personality character out there, you know, someone that's that's going to make things happen uh, late in the game or whenever you uh, you get them to the target. So, yeah, bombers have a hard time anyway, so that's why I joke around about shooting them up. But if you get some fun little advantage that has some historical context, I, th- yeah. I say go for it. Yeah. Well, along with the aces, uh, there is a expansion pack. So I'm going to breeze through the other aircraft because you may or may not have played them uh, at a variety of times out of the master list. So the CR-42 Falco, yeah, could have done without that. Nope, nope, they had to bring that one in. Stupid biplanes. Uh, The G-50 Frechia, I guess is how you pronounce that. Um, So that is going to be out there. Let's see here. What else is in the list? It's also got uh, the RE-2001. The Maki C205, which is my personal favorite. I like that airplane. Uh, the Breda BA65, which is fun historically. Uh, not sure it's going to be so useful in the game. Uh, and the Fiat BR20, which is going to be another bomber. So it's going to be a twin-engine bomber out there. Um, also kind of slow, speed five. Um, so that's going to that's gonna kind of lumber along. Um, but I think that's a, it's a good series of aircraft. I may make fun of um, biplanes, but having the CR-42 there is a is a pretty historical 
Italian aircraft, lots of times that it was uh, that it was used. And so I think that's that's real really cool. And, and like I said, I love the C two hundred five. Brett, I know I think you and I have played C two hundred fives a couple times. I know we played it in the Malta game. I think we played it a couple times after that. So. Yeah, we talked a little bit about you know some value there. Boy, the C two hundred five sure seemed like a real real value. Yeah, I, I think I think with its stat line, and I don't have it sitting up in front of me. I think it's a two two eight. I want to say is what it is. I believe um, it's a uh, it's a it, I think it's a good plane. Um, I think it's pretty effective uh, and and difficult to counter. I don't know if there's any surprise expansion cards. Let me see through my super secret list since it doesn't say uh, on the website. Um, so there could be, uh, I don't remember stretched thin being a theater card that we've had before. Uh, that's on my list. Um, that basically, uh, slows down enemy high cover markers. They can only move three inches instead of nine. Um, let's see here. High clouds. I'm trying to remember if we've done that one before. Uh, basically, disadvantaged planes aren't affected by clouds, so that's bad because we're used to jumping into uh, clouds as the disadvantaged guy and getting some advantage back. So that could uh, could hurt. And then the rest of them sound. Uh, oh, there, there's another new one. Scramble. Uh, all enemy planes suffer a minus one when rolling for advantage. Cumulative with poor quantity. Qual- uh, quality. So I think that is uh, is one that plays well into a denial list. Um, so screw your buddy and screw him early with that card. I'm taking notes. Are these cards in the uh, expansion pack? They're or in the come expansion. With the- so that's that's at least the list that I have uh, of what was supposed to be in there previously. It doesn't say on the website, um, so I can only assume they did all the uh, uh, all the things that. Uh, Andy had in that list. I can only assume. Let's see doctrines. Uh, so ones we've seen before: outnumbered, interlocking fire, um, maximum effort. I feel like we have seen this somewhere before. I don't know if it came out in the card pack, uh, but squadron using this ignores the first boom chit, but it gains poor quality as a, ne- a negative trait, which isn't terrible. Uh, we've already we've already had that before. Uh, there is a torpedo based one called the Golden Comb. Um, all subsequent torpedo runs against the same target may re-roll up to one die in that failed uh, roll, which is that's kind of nice. I wonder is that sitting also with the is that in the maybe it's only in the expansion. It's not going to be with the. Uh, SM-79, let's see what the SM-79, if it shows any. Yeah, it just shows, let's see here, see if the photos have any cards for it. My website's loading slowly. It looks like interlocking fire. And torpedo, torpedo shackles, I think, I bet is what the other card for that one is. Uh, Which is kind of funny because... If you got a separate version, why would you use torpedo shackles for the SM79? But whatever, I, yeah, I'm not going to argue. I, it's it's good to have that card uh, for aircraft that don't have the bomber trait or the torpedo bomber trait to be able to do that. Um, let's see here. What else do I have in that list? Aggressive tactics and seasoned pilots. Um, and then the equipment cards are listed as 
bomb shackles and torpedo shackles in that expansion. So I think uh, I think that will be a cool expansion to get. Uh, unlike a lot of the other uh, expansions, uh, those have those have changed. Their cards have changed since uh, since publication. This one, uh, those should all be the latest version and the version from the master list. So um, and looking at the that right now it has four equipment cards so it has reduced armament uh two other ones and then i don't know what the uh must be a heavy rockets or something uh something that starts with an h for the uh the fourth card so we'll have to see we'll get our, our box of cards and see what it says i was gonna ask that the expansion pack this is gonna be one of those card boxes like with the other nations are they planning do you know to do models for some of these also or i don't think so i think Everything that goes into this expansion has already been written off as a no model uh, aircraft at this point. I mean, once again, you know, they went back and they they did aircraft out of the expansion packs like uh, the Val, um, you know, the Kate, all those other airplanes. They they did those at other times. But I think in this initial release, there's this is a, a no no none of these aircraft are planned now that leaves the aircraft that were planned for and not seen so the c202 a pretty pivotal aircraft uh for the uh for the italians is not there as the g55 because those are supposed to be boxed releases uh we'll see if warlord does them as releases or if these cards come out later in some other form or fashion but those were obviously statted because they're in the, the master list and they were planned squadron releases so um who knows? Maybe maybe Warlords just waiting to see how these three airplanes in the expansion deck do. If there's desire there, then maybe they'll release some more of them. But I know, like we talked about, they're transitioning pretty quickly to at least knocking out the uh, Typhoon. I feel like there's another British aircraft. Oh, the Buffalo. How could I forget? Uh, yeah, the Buffalo that they need to release. Um, and so uh, I think they're going to transition back, back to those aircraft and, and release those box sets next. What are any other thoughts, uh, big picture about the Italian releases? I know, I man, I think it's just a good sign that they're, you know, I mean, if you look back to 15, 18 months ago, there was rumblings that, you know, Blood Red Skies is dead. Yeah. They're yeah. not releasing anything, right? I think it's a great sign. They've been on kind of like a steady stream of new stuff coming out. They have, and it's been a steady stream. It's, you know, it, it's feast or famine sometimes uh, with Warlord, and and I know I made a comment. Um, I, I know I said it a couple times in the podcast, and I, I'm pretty sure I said it to Andy and Paul Sawyer both. The the comment of, "Hey guys, be careful of releasing too much stuff," because even though in our minds we go these are cheap boxes of airplanes, the price has gone up significantly, and we saw on Lead Pursuit that. As Midway came out and all the Pacific releases hit, there got to be release fatigue after you've you've done five, six months of releases and just pushing out continuous boxes. So hopefully this is going to allow Warlord to kind of space it out a little bit. Maybe they'll skip a month or two um, and then start putting out the the Typhoons closer to the holidays uh, so that those that, that people can recover a little bit from you know, blowing their wad of cash <laughs> on on the Italian aircraft and and on uh, the Wing Commander expansion and jets. Yeah, I think there's I think there's basically you know three major releases here right now. So hopefully there's going to be a little bit of a break. Gives me a lot of what I need to uh, complete my Malta collection. 
I know. I'll I just need a Malta map. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get with Deep Cut Studios and get those maps back in stock. I know a couple other people have asked for them, and I think I think we should get those. And then I got to try to figure out how to get the double sided maps uh, printed with, for the four by four, so you can get all the same art, but not a giant, huge table spanning map. Uh, but anyway, anything else you guys have seen, Blood Red Skies or Arrow Wargaming in general, that you want to talk about? I know Steve's been playing a lot of Missile Threat, which is good. Uh, I'm glad somebody is because I haven't had a chance to play that. Um, but uh, what else are you guys uh, thinking of these days? Man, I don't know. I I feel like I'm really starting to go down your route, Doug, of some of the early jets are just freaking cool, they man. Are. I feel like I'm really feeling feeling some jet, either blood red skies or missile threat i've just for some reason lately i've just kind of been down that jet rabbit hole yeah and, and that's the cool thing with missile threat is you can do stuff that kind of spans a bunch of different eras um I, i'll be curious to see where jets go i think we'll talk about it a little bit um in uh wing commander when we when we discuss what's in there um so you know i think there's going to be some cool possibilities for early jet stuff uh maybe even some more aircraft coming out uh, there's a ton of 3D printed aircraft out there already. So if you you know want to use the stats, want to play some different stuff, um, that's that's always an option. So I, I know that's where my love is is playing the early jet stuff, not the not the World War II as near as much. Well, with that, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, kind of a short episode, but it's also a chance for us to get back. I know I've been on the road for a month. Uh, you know, people have been off doing summer things. People have been taking family vacations. Uh, people have been uh, trying to recover from work. <laughs> As I sit here and think, oh, I really don't want to go back to work next week, even though it's going to be a short week with Fourth of July. Um, yeah. So uh, we apologize. We've been a little bit incommunicado, but we are back. And uh, leave us some feedback. Let us know what you want us to cover in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and until then, keep climbing for advantage. a horrible ending <laughs> steve you like that ending don't you gets better every time it is it it, it is no it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't age well it's not a fine wine <laughs> or a cheese it doesn't age well uh, all right